I think that what I found weird was the video recording, which Tom video recorded it. Yeah, let's talk about that. And she doesn't show any anger towards him. As a matter of fact, in the same email that said Ariana wanted to meet with her and that Ariana is basically indifferent at this point to the whole situation, it said that it's very strange, but Raquel is still pursuing Tom and wants his attention. Welcome to Cocktails and Gossip, the podcast where we drink cocktails, but you better believe we're going to spill the tea. We chat reality TV, celebrity blinds, and the hottest tea from bravoandcocktails.com. And as always, it's all alleged and just for fun. We do not verify our blinds. I'm B. And I'm Amanda. Let's get into this week's tea. What's up, cocktailers? Hey, cocktailers. Hey, B. I mean, Amanda, I'm really ready to go on rants, multiple rants. <laughs> I know, because we haven't recorded in a couple of weeks, so we've been saving them up for you guys. And we haven't really even talked much either because B was out of the country. So I let's 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 strap ourselves in. Let's go, because I think this is going to be a good one. Remind me to tell you the funny thing about what I saw when I was in the Bahamas that you will Every, all of you guys will laugh at. I actually posted it, but my stories are hidden. Guys, if you listen to our podcast, please make sure to save Bravo and Cocktails to your favorites. Katerina and Lenny Hochstein decided to report me and I got a story taken down. And when that happened, luckily they didn't shut down my account, but my stories are like the views are very low and it's because they like kind of hide you in the algorithm. Mm -hmm. So you'd have to search for me. And if you add me to your favorites, I think that that problem goes away because Amanda says she's able yeah. to see me. Yeah. I so am. if we're your favorite, add us, please. Was it because you insulted his shoes? It was, it, <laughs> it was the Aviva, quite frankly, you're both white trash. And as I was posting it, I was like, eh, this, but you know what? You never know. And you can't not be funny ever to risk right. it. So Right. Well, and hopefully like it'll it'll sort itself out and kind of go away like these things on Instagram generally tend to do. Well, now I'm scared of Bethany because I have followers saying that she blocked them. So she's paying attention to followers with, you know, like personal accounts with a few hundred people. Yeah. I'm sure she's paying attention to all of us. Bravo gossip accounts. So, yeah. but you know what? I'm going to mention it all because I can't not. And yeah, exactly. So, like, let's let's talk about it. Like, she's been all over the place. I mean, first of all, she was sucking her fingers and eating crab. Then she was. That was the most obnoxious video. But I couldn't stop watching. But there's also another point that a follower said to me about that, which I found very interesting. And I'm going to share now because it's just a morsel of the cake that we're now right. watching as it bakes. So she has a fish allergy. So what a follower pointed out to me, because I'm dopey and I don't always like, I'm good at big picture. I'm not always good at detail. I was like, no, but her allergy, I believe is to like fish, like halibut, not like shellfish. She was like, B, there's no way if you're eating something like that, there's no way to know if it's contaminated with other fish. She's alone in a hotel room eating something that could have touched something she's deadly allergic to. I know. I couldn't. I had the exact same thought because I have a couple of food allergies and there are foods that I would never, ever just out of worry eat by myself 
in a hotel room mm-hmm. for exactly that same reason. I had the exact same thought as the cocktailer who reached out to you because I was like, God, I thought she had a seafood allergy. I guess it's just one specific kind of fish, but... Yeah, it's just one in many inconsistencies. It's like now she's posting partnerships with makeup when initially she said she was she was n- not making her own makeup line. She had no intention of profiting. She simply was having fun, mm-hmm. which, you know, we all took at face value. And now she has she has these brand deals. And there's speculation that other accounts claim. I don't know if they have proof of it. I don't have proof of it. But there, she's claiming that she actually has a lot of brand deals and she's not doing the the hashtags ad or whatever. Mm-hmm. Another follower who works in Ooh, the FTC will come after. So you another that. follower who I know and, and she does, she works with influencers and stuff was like, I don't believe this because the FTC, the brands wouldn't open themselves up to that. Yeah, right. So I don't know that the truth is somewhere in the middle, but we do know that she did say she was not doing it for any sort of brand deal. And we know that now she has brand deals. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is fine. I have I have absolutely I myself have brand deals. I, listen, yeah. when you have a platform and it's public, you'd be silly if somebody reaches out to you like Liquid IV or whoever right. to not post and make money. If it's a product that I like, yeah. like I do Amazon now. I like you go on Amazon and order a ton of stuff. Right. A lot of the stuff ends up being great. Some of it ends up being okay, and some of it's crap that you send well, back. You're, right. Yeah. And so, like yesterday, I use Voluminous. L'Oreal mascara. I have since I'm a teenager. I've tried all the fancy ones. It's the best. I love it. At least for my eyelashes. We yes. all have different. Okay. Yes. It was and on sale for four bucks yesterday, which ugh. is only like $15.99 now. It used to be four bucks when I was 18. Right. So I shared that deal because, yeah, and I write affiliate link. Yeah. Am I going to make a small commission off everyone sold? Yeah, of course. You're going to make a couple bucks. It's good for me, but it's also good for my followers. I'm not sh- I'm not going to share something that I don't know if it's good just to do, you know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with it, but I'm transparent. And I've had followers ask me, why do you post so many Amazon links? And I say, because I have monetized my account over the years and I do make a commission off of sales. So that's what it is. Yeah. And, you know, like I think Bethany's message, at least coming out originally, was that some of the drugstore stuff is better. Because like, I don't know about you. I have tried a lot of the $50 mascaras and... Mm -hmm. I keep coming back to cover cover girl lash blast, I think. I don't know. I, I get fake lashes now just because You're bougie now. Wow. Well, You're in I your just, closet. In I'm your bougie. in my closet, guys. Like let's let's You're bullet on a budget. Let's put it yeah. <laughs> let's let's put things into perspective. I'm not in a custom built podcast studio right now. I have a snoring dog next to me on my closet floor. But I love the the cover girl and guys, I'm not getting any money from this. But the cover girl lash blast, whatever that is, you get it at Target, it's definitely under twenty dollars, not fifty, like some of the more expensive ones are. Totally. So anyway. Totally. I use Wet and Wild Photo Flash cover up. I recently Ooh. bought Christian Dior and returned it to Sephora because everyone told me it was so good. It did not work. And again, it's all your skin type. The yeah. photo flash for me, it's not too thick. So I don't like to have like very thick, but I used to wear nothing. But you know what? As you get older, you need Mm. to like wear a little bit of foundation. So for me, it's great. And I remember my daughter, who's eight, saw it and she's like, because they watch all these makeup videos. Mm -hmm. She's like, I can't believe you use Wet n Wild. I like shamed me. And I went to Sephora and bought an expensive one. And I was like, this is garbage. So there you have it. Yeah. I don't do, what's it called? Um, Concealer. No, I do concealer. Hell yeah. No, what's it called? The liquid makeup 
for foundation. Foundation. So I just use powder. I use powder because like I have never never liked the feeling of that. Like it just and it like I always feel like it just doesn't look right on me. And so and I've tried it a few times. Like if you have dry skin and you use powder, it doesn't work. That's why I use like a liquid. So there you go. You probably have oily skin. I yeah, definitely more on the oily side. And right now it's like completely broken out and gross because all of the sunscreen on my face, like yes. it just takes a toll at the end of the summer. Like And I also happens. feel like the sun brings out the imperfections. Like when we were in the Bahamas, like I had like old bumps. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. I mean, I will I do not let the sun I try to not let it touch my face, period. So like my face is always the same color unless I use like a bronzer. But I mean, you're so smart. I, here we go, guys. Here's our like makeup. All right, we got it. We got to get to the pod because <laughs> the Bethany and Rachel. And we're gonna call her Rachel going forward. This is this okay. is her name. I'm Fine. gonna do my best. I'm gonna do my best. Well, I'm gonna call her Rachel. I mean, Amanda could do whatever she. I chooses fall into the Rochelle sometimes just because I never did it on purpose. Right. We mm. thought that was her name, but Rachel. Rachel was on. Bethany's pod. So there's been there's a three part interview. We have heard parts one and two as of today. What do you think? So the first thing is, was I shocked? No, Bethany's on a mission and she's the biggest get right now. So it doesn't surprise me that she got her. Something worth that I want to point out at the top of this conversation is we posted a couple weeks ago, a source shared with me that Rachel's doctor got her out of her contract with Bravo. I guess I took that to mean mental health. The doctor was able to get her out of the contract. Mm -hmm. I then had a few people sort of not telling me because they know, but that work in the biz being like, that's not possible. However, based on the things that she shared in especially the second part of the pod, which we'll Mm -hmm. touch on, would clearly be a violation of her contract. So I'm hoping that she did in fact get out of it because if not, Bethany has not only taken advantage of her by not paying her for this podcast interview, which is also interesting because my source told me that Rachel was shopping around and rightfully so an interview that was paid. I see nothing wrong with her getting money Mm -hmm. for her interview. Bethany did not pay her. And if you guys listen to it in the 28 minute podcast, there were, and it's funny, Kyle Cook just like posted, like there were so many ads. It was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. There were like 15 minutes worth of ads. It was like 10 minutes worth of talking. So clearly Bethany is doing this for for a lot of reasons, but she's not doing it out of the goodness of her heart. If she was, she either wouldn't have ads or she would have publicly said, and you believe you and I and everybody listening knows that if Bethany was paying her, she would have noted that. She would have been sure to highlight that. She would have said, and I'm not taking advantage. I'm giving her 15% of whatever my, whatever. Yes. And I just like, this is something I had made a note to talk about kind of later when we talk about some of the union stuff, but might as well say it now. Like, that is what is insane to me, Bethany. Like, why the level of hypocrisy with her that she's coming out and talking about exploitation and all of this. And then like, Bethany, you've got one more chance. If you are paying her, be transparent about it. Tell us, you know, what you're paying her. Tell us how you're paying her. Tell us because, you know, as you and I know, as podcasters, you know, you can get paid for ads a couple different ways, right? And you can get paid way down the road for listens to your pod that you did a year or two ago. So, you know, is, is Rachel getting residuals? Is she getting a percentage of ad revenue? 
Is she getting bonus based on maybe hitting, you know, helping Bethany increase her following, you know, because like all of those things would be a legit way to pay Rachel besides just a straight up fee because Bethany stands much more to gain from this whole situation than Rachel does whether or not she is being paid because Bethany is going to gain followers. I mean, for the first time ever, I actually listened to two full episodes of her podcast because I usually can't get through it. And so, you know, here I am and I, you know, I agree with Kyle Cook. There were a lot of ads. And that was one of the things as again, as a podcaster that I noticed because we try to limit how many ads we have so that first of all, our advertisers have a better experience and that like our ad inventory doesn't sound crowded when you guys listen. But number two, so that it's a great experience for, you know, for everybody and that like it's not again crowded with ads. So yeah. So did Bethany do for Raquel what she is saying right reality television networks should do for their talent? We're hearing she did not. Bethany also said at one point in the pod, I pay my interns more than you're paid, which Bethany may not know, but Lisa Vanderpump just now, it just came up on my Instagram, said to a TMZ camera, Raquel was paid $361,000 for the season of Scandal. Like, I don't know if that was, I don't, that's a lot of money. I don't know if that was negotiated after the Scandal, if she made more or if she always was making that, whatever it is. That is a lot of money. I would like to make $361,000. <laughs> so, and we're going to get to the union stuff and, yeah. and, and all of that. But my other pondering was, because we know that Bethany has been working with lawyers for this whole, what is she calling it? Reality revolution, not revolution, whatever she's calling it. Awakening, redemption, whatever. Yeah. My pondering is, did Bethany assist Rachel in getting out of the contract in some way? Did her attorneys help her? I'm just, I'm just wondering. I uh, maybe, I, maybe, I, and maybe that's why we're not hearing more about what's going on. Because I will say, like, so I listened. So first of all, quickly, I had to listen, even though there's recaps. I wanted to hear it myself, but I had to listen to it on two times or 1.75 speed because Rochelle talks so slowly. Even at 1.7 or two two times speed, it sounds normal. I don't know how anybody could listen to that on regular speed. But she starts out first in the first first installment of the pod by saying, "I chose you, Bethany, because you know my mom says, and I say, like we know that you know what's up, and I want to help a force bring to be reckoned with, Bethany. Yes, a force to be re- reckoned with, and I want to bring to light this exploitation. And so I'm like, hmm, that was where I had a thought too, like." Is there more going on here? Is yeah. Rochelle, sorry, Rachel, is Rachel going to become the star face of this movement that Bethany is trying to do? And is there some back channel conversation and happenings and some quid pro quo somehow going on from that perspective? You know, it's interesting. I listened to Carol Radzewell on Heather McDonald's last week or the week before, and she said something, and I'm not going to be able to remember the exact words, but she said something like, Bethany does a really good job of presenting 
as if she's helping another person or a group of people when yes. in reality she's only her only interest is truly to help herself and but she disguises it as yes she used the taylor swift line which i yes. love she's What's like the taylor swift covert narcissism disguises altruism and there it was you go. like that's oh, it so good i love carol this is why like i just i i listen to it too i don't think carol will ever go back on reality tv but she was you know like she was part of one of the reasons that i feel like those of us who are very intelligent can say, but but look, there's these, <laughs> yes, reality TV is so crazy and weird and bad sometimes, but look, there's people like Carol on it. <laughs> I found it interesting that Carol said, like if she, if she said she wouldn't do it again, but what she would change going back is that she wouldn't have been as authentic. And I think that somebody like Sonia, who is smart, someone like Luann, I think these people found a way to create, and I always say it about Sonia, uh, in the real, uh, yes, like create a version of themselves that isn't exactly who they really are. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a good way to protect. I also, did I mention this on the pod? I know before Amanda and I hopped on, I just posted to my feed a video because Bethany says in part two to Rachel, I had my therapist listen and my therapist said that the reunion was just abuse towards you. You're, it wasn't looking for resolve. It was just to rail on you. And there's a conversation from seasons ago on Roni when Sonia, who had just come out of filing bankruptcy and everything, created a tipsy girl, mm -hmm. Prosecco, and Bethany demolishes her. There was no look for resolve. It was just abuse towards her. Mm -hmm. And at the end, Sonia's crying and she's like, I'm I'm sorry. I I just I wasn't planning on selling millions of dollars. I just was hoping I could get myself out of a hole and maybe some of the local restaurants would buy my prosecco. It was just a little something. I admire you. And it was I un listen, you can understand if Bethany felt betrayed or upset, but the thing for me is she's sitting there with Rachel and judging the reactions of people while fully admitting she doesn't know the show, she doesn't know their relationships. Mm -hmm. That reunion was filmed a few weeks after. Now, I do agree that some of the things that were said, subhuman and those things really were, I felt it then, I feel it now. Yeah. We've seen much of the cast actually speak out and say, we were really harsh, we were really raw, like we feel bad. Um, as a matter of fact, I posted an email yesterday that says Ariana reached out to Rachel and wanted to meet and resolve it, and Rachel isn't open to it. Which is, again, I'm not passing judgment on Rachel not being yeah. open to that. After the reunion, she may have a genuine fear that it's gonna be another ass whooping. Yeah. So I'm not, but what I'm saying is that Bethany is speaking as if much less was done to her in situations, and she was the aggressor. She did it to Carol, she did it to Sonia, she did it to mm -hmm. Ramona, she did it to so many people. And so many reality stars do, okay? Mm -hmm. But for her to sit back now in judgment of this group of friends that have known each other for a decade who had been betrayed by this girl they let into their circle and to judge their reactions is hypocritical, period. Yes, and and like, is there really any difference between Bethany having Rachel on and Howie Mandel having Tom on? Like, none. Tom, I mean, Howie is a reality star too, but neither of them watch the show. Like. There's no, like, there's no, in my mind, there is no difference, but. No, but Bethany, Bethany is like, was on I a am... Bravo show, but if you ask me, it's almost like 
you and I both work for L'Oreal, except I work in accounting and mm-hmm. you work in the chemistry lab making the makeup. So there's no true connection to us other than we work. Our check right. has the same name on top. So there's right. and there we know some no, of the same people. Right. Like, like we had MJ on last week. Like she's tied into a lot of the different shows. She has relationships. She watches it. Bethany is not. Bethany is Bethany. And she watched Roni when she was on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I honestly, in, in, in the deepest part of my soul, everyone's like, is this because her reality show didn't pan out? I said it and I'm going to say it again. I think part of this is she is so mad even though she's not on Roni anymore. She's so mad that it's fresh and new. And there's these new women that were all, loving and I can't even say how much I'm loving them. I mean, I don't even know if we'll be able to get to it on this pod because yeah. we got to get into this rant. I'm loving. I'm like I'm like obsessed with Erin Leachy in a way that I don't think I've ever been with any housewife. I don't know if it's because she's in my age group and she's like a New York girl. I want to be her friend in the worst way. <laughs> I yeah, and she I have warmed much more up to her. I thought at first you just seemed a little like too cold and whatever but i'm really actually warming up to her that she's just like a real person like i again you guys it's been a couple weeks since we chatted so we're gonna be going off the rails a little bit so like like we said at the top just buckle in (laughs) like i I am like she is like the way that she is grounded in reality like not reality tv but like reality where she's like i just can't even understand these women being so like I could not even imagine somebody being so rude Mm -hmm. if I were hosting all of these women at a white house like it's it's and again I think I think that that was a lot for the camera I think that they were looking to like make it interesting without having to I don't know but I I actually I don't find her cold I find her to be like a true New Yorker and I think that she's a very kind warm person when you know her but i think that she has that naturally like hard shell. aloof yeah. not, i don't it's like an aloofness it's like some people are born cool erin leachy to me is like born cool she's just a cool chick and yeah. i don't think that she has to try too hard i think she's very secure in who she is i think that's why she's willing to call people out mm-hmm. i think that's why she says something and she doesn't take it back and she, she just kind of shrugs like well that's how i feel like jessel i think you're a little weird you're i like jessel too by the way i think she's great for different reasons okay let's go back to the pod yeah <laughs> so well, okay well, we gotta we'll get into new york maybe next week because i love there's, i just love it i, I agree love every it's... one of them in different ways yeah. Well, because even in that podcast that with Carol and Heather, Heather's like, oh, I think it's too slow and whatever. I'm like, no, like this is what I like. I like about it. It's like we're showing more of their actual real lives. And anyway, we, we can talk more about it. But OK, okay so, so let's she, talk more about what Sheena we heard. Of assault. So in yes. the, second part, the first part, she was like, so the first part. Uh, you know, I didn't know what to think of it. I, I was I'm very much in the camp and. I'm very much in the camp of Rachel didn't go back on the show. She went for help. She made this egregious mistake. She didn't kill anybody. She isn't somebody who I think your average person would want as a close friend because she clearly doesn't really have a good moral compass if that's something that (laughs) comes into play when you're picking friends. But she's not the most terrible person who ever lived. Leave her alone. Now, she chose to go on Bethany's pod 
without compensation. I can't figure out why, unless Bethany convinced her, unless she wants to go into a lawsuit thing, unless she just frankly wants the attention back because the train is moving and she's not on it and she's right. realizing, oh shit, it's going on fine without me. And there was a long period where myself included were saying, this is going to suck without her. And now we're all seeing, oh no, it's coming together. It seems to be, we're all going to watch. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, she did herself no favors. Personally, Rachel is who I feel she was from the time I thought she was going after Schwartz, which ended up being a cover up for her going after Sandoval. But I just think that she's a person who doesn't know herself very well, who sort of has a very shallow way about her. Again, does not make her a terrible person. She just isn't somebody that I find particularly interesting to watch or yeah. would want to see on a show in any capacity. So that's what it is. You know, like yeah. a wet noodle. Yeah. Occasionally will fuck your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and like, that's how I felt about her. And that's how I feel about her. And if she wants to make, make herself the victim, I think she also is raised in a very loving home where she's very spoiled. The second pod, she called herself a gift. Uh, listen, I'm a mother. I have two children. I hope my son and my daughter feel that they are a gift. I think it's a great thing to be to be raised in a home where you're loved and accepted regardless of where you stick yourself. Yeah. But or where you let other people stick themselves. But, <laughs> but I say all that to say that doesn't always garner a public response that is favorable. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know, like I say to my kids, listen, you could be the prince and the princess in my house, but when you go to school, when you're out in the world, mm-hmm. you better use your manners and act respectfully because you're just one of many people. So, right. you know, I think it's important for kids to understand that. I don't know that Rachel has ever understood that. So I do think this was a great shock to her because she's so used to being the victim. She was the victim when Lala didn't like her. She was Mm -hmm. the victim when James broke up with her. And now she's the bad guy because she did a bad thing and she wants to turn around and somehow make herself the victim. And the audience and the cast did give that to her because we did rail her so hard that we put it in a position where it really was unfair. It was an imbalance of power. Mm -hmm. But again, it was her action that caused that. So. What did you think of her statement when she said, you know, everyone else is is profiting off of this, you know, Ariana became the hero and, you know, and, you know, uh, Lisa Vanderpump's made all this money. And then she says, it's not fair. And she says, I know I sound like a toddler, but it's not fair. I think that it speaks to exactly what I just said. She is a very entitled person. And who doesn't know how the real world works because you don't get endorsements for fucking somebody's boyfriend. Maybe Ashley Madison. Don't. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sure. And, you know, there might be a day that OnlyFans becomes. I also think that (laughs) one thing that she said was like, I'm a nice person. I've always been a good person. And it's so crazy to me that now I'm like the biggest villain on reality TV. Okay, for this moment, you're the biggest villain. But it's also like, it's a lesson. Like, yeah, I think that mostly she probably wasn't a nice enough person and she didn't do anything terrible. But then she did and she did something bad. And people had a reaction to it. Was it out of size? Maybe. Maybe it was out of size. Maybe because she was such a Bambi character, we were so shocked. Whereas if it was Lala or even Sheena, we would have been like, well, you know, not too shocked. You know, I can agree that the reaction 
was out of proportion, myself included. I mean, I certainly felt that way as I was reporting what I was hearing. Mm -hmm. And I think she doesn't do herself any favors when you file a police report against Sheena. If Sheena hit her, which she's claiming in this pod that she did and, and she keeps saying it, if she hit her, clearly physical violence is never okay and she has a right to be upset about that. But I don't think the audience is gonna see it that way. Not that they think that violence is okay, but it isn't as if Sheena knocked her unconscious. I think that what I found weird was the video recording, which Tom video Mm. recorded it. Yeah, let's talk about that. And she doesn't show any anger towards him. As a matter of fact, in the same email that said Ariana wanted to meet with her and that Ariana is basically indifferent at this point to the whole situation, it said that it's very strange, but Raquel is still pursuing Tom and wants his attention. Yeah. And yet he filmed revenge porn, essentially. Yes. And had this video on it without her consent, which I I, will, I just want to come right out there and say, no one should ever have that happen to them. I feel terrible for, sorry, not Rochelle, Rachel. I feel terrible for her that this happened. Like that is awful. That is not excusable. And I think he, he is 100% in the wrong for filming that without her consent. And she says he filmed it, but she's not angry about it. She's angry at Ariana Mm -hmm. because she says Ariana got the video and Ariana shared the video and whatever. And like she's all of her stuff is focused on Ariana. And again, like after three months of work, like I feel like saying two things, one coming out and saying that I'm a nice person to me just reinforced the narcissism, because I think all narcissists are like, but I'm a good person. Everybody else is bad, right? That's that's a very typical way that these people like, and I think most people think that they're a nice person, even when they do. I, you know, I'm I'm sure can I'm not gonna say anybody any names because I don't want any dictators coming after me. But <laughs> I'm sure even dictators <laughs> right. think that they are a nice person, right? And whatever. I just think that is like the poorest excuse because well ariana's you friend are what posted you do. that he did that she hadn't showed the video to anybody i mean i don't we don't know whether ariana did or didn't show the video what i will say is she didn't record the video and that's right. the illegal thing so if she's going to sue somebody that person has to be tom clearly right. she's not going to sue him she hasn't even fully turned on him what i think again something that did her no favors in the interview was when she goes me and ariana weren't even best friends i'm gonna Ooh. say right here I don't. Th- I never really thought they were best friends, and a lot of followers said that to me. What we saw on this season prior to Scandal was Ariana sticking up for Raquel and being like, "I'm sorry, Rachel. She's a really nice person to Lala and Katie. Can you guys lay off her? Can you give her a break?" Yeah. It became harder to do that when she was making out with Schwartz, but she still had Rachel's back. Right. So I don't. I never thought that they were BFFs. Rachel is ten years younger than Ariana. They are an established group of friends. She was the girlfriend of somebody who's in that group of friends who they haven't always had the best relationship with. And I would venture to say James is mostly in that group because he's on the show. And so from that comes friendships that probably wouldn't be there otherwise. Whereas Ariana and Tom and Katie and all of them, they're all friends. So Rachel, you're missing the point. It doesn't matter if it was your best friend. It was somebody who treated you well and who stuck up for you publicly on the show. Everybody saw it. Everybody knows it. And you betrayed her. 
now she says that, oh, me and Sheena, yeah, she was good to me, but I watched her cat and I did. Again, she's missing the point. She's just missing the point. That's what friends do. Friends watch each other's dogs. They help each other out. Like, what? That that whole thing where she was like, no, and I just, I went on her podcast and it was the highest rated podcast that she's ever had and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, yeah, but like, you guys are on reality TV and friends do each other favors like that. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go on somebody even bigger's pod that's going to be their highest rated pod ever. And I'm not going to ask for any compensation because I'm a rocket scientist. I wonder why those, I wonder why she didn't monetize. I can't. I okay. think there's something. She, yeah. she also said Tom was offered producer credits for season 11 because of how great Scandal was. Now, if she's in contract with Bravo, her ass is getting sued. So again, I believe she got out of contract. Yeah. She what? says Kristen got a spinoff, which mm-hmm. is the Vanderpump spinoff, as hush money to keep her from spilling assault rumors about James. Because Vanderpump, and they they spoke about this on the second pod, Mm -hmm. Vanderpump clearly became a money train, so they don't want any, they don't want it to be that James all along has been an abuser. I don't know the details of that situation, to be quite frank. Nobody has ever sent me any receipts or anything like that. I can't speak to it in an honest way. I hope it isn't true. If it is true, I don't understand why Kristen wouldn't have come out and said it. She's been off the show for so many years. She's written a book. She never out and out said it was him and still hasn't to this day, to my knowledge. So is it possible? It's possible. Well, Bethany is the one who brought up the assault thing. Mm-hmm. And then she said, she's like, I mean, I've gotten a lot of calls from a lot of people about that, you know, in her Bethany kind of tone. And then Rachel said, she's like, I actually, she's like, I believe Kristen. I have seen him be violent. Is but she doesn't say that he was violent towards her. No, she does not. She does not. I wonder if she would if he was. We don't know the answer to that. Yeah, we don't. Mm-hmm. I tend to think she would because she is saying everything else, but maybe she wouldn't. Okay, so I want to talk about what she also said, where she said that Tom told Rachel that his relationship with Ariana was just a business relationship. Okay, and I think, I know, I absolutely believe that he did say that. There was even a point where Tom Schwartz alluded to that. He was like, you know, they have this thing where they don't really show their real relationship because they're like a team, they're a business machine. So I don't, I totally believe that. I think that there is some truth to that. However, that doesn't mean that Ariana didn't believe it was also a romantic relationship. I mean, yeah, they're a brand in the same way that any other famous couple, Jackson, Brittany are a brand. It doesn't mean their marriage isn't real. Right. And also, I think that that's why Rachel had that conversation with Ariana, like, why don't you and Tom have sex? And Ariana's like, he's hot. I want to have sex with him. It's just that he's always at work. And like that whole uncomfortable conversation. Yeah. That was Rachel looking to see if it was true. And obviously, she learned that Ariana was very much invested in the romantic part of the relationship, but chose to say, well, Tom isn't, so whatever. Well, yeah, and I want to kind of further further shoot holes in Rachel's statement here. I I do I think some people will believe anything if it serves the purpose of the narrative they're trying to follow in their head, right? And I yes. think Rachel is very gullible. But I think if she really believed Tom about this whole just business partners thing, then like, why didn't she just go to Ariana and just say, hey, I know the two of you guys aren't really together. And she could have done this off camera, you know, but I think I love him. I would like a shot at him. And, you know, even if and then she says on Bethany's pod, 
she was fighting with Tom about the timeline to reveal to Ariana because he didn't want to hurt Ariana. So again, Rachel, like you're talking out of two sides of your mouth here, because if you believed him that they were business partners, but then you also believed you also knew that he didn't want to tell her because he didn't want to hurt her. How, because he didn't want to, you know, it to hurt her feelings and how could both be tr- like come on like she and she also said she i would have never done this so now she's saying she couldn't control herself the connection but she would have stopped herself if there was no longevity in their relationship girl they were together almost a decade that's longevity even if they were broken up and you had immediately started dating him Ariana would have had a similar reaction because of their longevity yeah. it's also not her place to judge another person's relationship to say business, but it's, it, it was an excuse. It was a, a way, you know, there was a lot of, I'm so sorry for what I did, but I'm mm-hmm. not because yeah. he told me because it was a business relationship because they were roommates. So yes. Excuse so, one, two, three, four through 20. And it just, it just seems to me that Rachel really sees herself as the victim. Mm-hmm. I think that, any person, myself included, would have a lot of trouble with that public reaction. However, there's a difference between being upset about the reaction and trying to rationalize and and absolve yourself of, I mean, isn't that why we don't do things? Like, I've been in stores where I see beautiful jewelry, okay? Mm -hmm. And I would love to have it. You know, I would love, I, I'm, in a, I'm in a jewelry store and I see a diamond necklace, a diamond necklace tennis bracelet, and I would love to have it. Mm-hmm. And the reason I don't put my hand behind the glass and take it is because if I do that, I'm going to get arrested and I'm, I'm going to go to jail and there's going to be consequences for stealing the diamond right. necklace that I want. Or so, you don't get arrested, you wouldn't be able to live with the guilt. Well, you know, I don't know. You know, <laughs> if it was like Cartier and they make so much money, no, I'm kidding. But, but the reality is, right? The guilt there would are, wake the, you up at guilt. night. You couldn't. You and couldn't if not, do it. and if not, the guilt, right? So, yeah. Of course, there are those of us that have consciences, and the guilt would keep us up. But if not the guilt, it would be if I do this. I'm like she. Oh, she kept highlighting, I have no friends. Well, you have no friends because you screwed them all over. Right. You know, I have no friends. You have no friends because you made a choice to go with Sandoval behind everyone's back and then put a restraining order on your best friend, Sheena, and then, and then, and then. So your actions have consequences. And I think that that with Rachel, although on surface she says it, the buts and the explaining it away shows that she really doesn't see that piece of it. And if she doesn't see that piece of it, what is to stop her the next time she wants to do something that will have negative consequences, such as go on Bethany's pod and say all of these things and then turn around and say, and now people are attacking me again. This is ridiculous. This happened a year ago. Okay, Mm -hmm. well, you brought it back up, hon. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to be the next thing. The next thing is going to be, I can't believe people are still attacking me. Right. And maybe, and maybe, and you said she's gullible, and maybe she is so naive that she doesn't fully realize that this is going to bring a second wave. It's going to be like COVID. We got a second wave. We got a new virus here. And it's going to bring a second wave of attacks. Honestly, not from me. In my opinion, I am much more infuriated with Bethany and her exploitation and her, her 
hypocritical stuff, all of that pisses me off. Rachel, to me, she's a spoiled little girl who messed up and can't really accept that, like, she's not going to be seen as the sweet Bambi. And that that's who she is. And she's going to find people who continue to lick that wound and and she'll find a guy and she'll she'll find some friends and she'll be all right. You know what I mean? And and, and she'll find people who subscribe to her what she's selling. Everybody for every pot, there's a lid, all that. But Bethany, man, what is her story? Yeah. And does Bethany ever like does she ever look at herself and say oh okay yes i am being a hypocrite like i i wasn't it with her and ramona it was ramona and somebody having a huge fight about the word hypocrite and what that really means but like i mean she is being hypocritical unless i mean bethany it's not too late be transparent how how is what you are doing right now when you are getting the ratings, the advertisements, the renown, what are you giving Rachel about all of this? How are you not further exploiting her? Right. Be transparent. It's not too late. Tell us. Like, hear what people are saying. Show us that you are not being a hypocrite here. Tell us, you know, yes, I'm I'm not only paying her up front, but I am going to be paying her a percentage of the residuals because this is something I'm passionate about. But I just have a feeling that it's like these, I think it's, she's just like the rules apply to everybody but me. And I think that's how she always operates and she can't, she's little miss can't be wrong. And it's incredible to see the two of them sitting on the couch together, like neither taking any accountability for any of their actions or decisions. I mean, what about the fact that, and I don't know all the details of this. I think we mentioned it maybe on a cocktail pod. Bethany had a, a couple of influencer women sign mm-hmm. a contract for a reality show. And according to some TikToks that have been circulating, the the contract they signed basically was like they could film 24 hours a day, like really intrusive, unsafe work conditions. Leave mm-hmm. it at that. And they still are locked into this contract, even though nothing happened with the show. And they still are muzzled and they still can't whatever. And then how does that same person lead the charge for union? And just to be clear, I am a supporter of unions. Mm -hmm. I absolutely think it's reasonable to say that so long as episodes are playing for me to watch, the talent Mm -hmm. should be getting a residual income. I think that goes for everyone on all of these reality shows. Yeah. You know, the author of a book doesn't just earn money when it's first released. They should earn each time it's purchased. I'm down with unions. I'm obviously down with safe working con- work conditions, <laughs> uh, of course, fair pay. But the angle that Bethany's doing it at, I mean, she seemingly used Jill to start this by talking about Jill being blindsided by Bobby's funeral and then publicly saying, oh, I don't have any interest in being friends with Jill. When Jill clearly thought that they had made some sort of yeah. forge some way forward, she didn't pay Rachel. You know, people ordinarily don't get paid for pot interviews. Right. But considering yeah. this was about Rachel being exploited and not being paid, and it was Bethany's call to arms for fair pay and this huge, and now this is going to be a huge payday for Bethany, who, side note, doesn't need the money. I mean, everybody needs the money, but she doesn't need it in, in the way that Rachel, who has bills and 90-day private mm-hmm. spa to pay for. Said that she was in, she said she was in debt. And, and this is the other thing, and- I think that people also have trouble sympathizing with Rachel and back to my point of she was raised by a very loving family who clearly indulged her. You know, people 
say, oh, she went for help. But some people don't necessarily feel for somebody who did this awful thing to their friends. And I say friends because she also did an awful thing to Sheena and and a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. And then ran home to mommy and daddy and her sister. She's a very strong support system at home. And then they then paid for a four-month luxury spa therapy experience. Mm-hmm. You know, many people won't really sympathize with her. Many people live normal lives where that is totally not an option for their parent to come in, swoop in and save them from themselves and put them somewhere where they can lick their wounds with matcha lattes for four months while swimming in an infinity pool. Mm -hmm. And like you have to base yourself somewhat in reality whilst playing the victim, Rachel. (laughs) Like, you know, you're in Arizona at a spa, you know, so it's again, I'm just saying when when you put all of it together to watch these two entitled women on a couch and listen, Rachel may not be wealthy, but she certainly doesn't come from poverty if her parents were able to do this for her. Yeah. She made $361,000 last year, which is about five times what the average American makes a year. Mm -hmm. But do I believe that that reality stars as a whole should have union protection? Sure do. Do I think Bethany needs to be the one leading the charge? Sure don't. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess I wanted to just add on too, because I am, I think that a lot of the points that are being brought up about this unionization thing are, are very valid, right? Having been in the business that I have been in, in marketing and advertising, when we would have actors in or music, but let's just use actors, when we would have actors in commercials, you pay them for the initial kind of run of the commercial. But then if you decide to start to extend the commercial past that initial period, you pay that actor residual and it might right. be small, but that's what, you know, that is at the rate that they agree to. And like, that's, I think that's fair. I agree that it is unfair that we are still seeing Vicky's, you know, uh, seasons, however many seasons that she was on and that she doesn't get paid any certain sliver. So one of my thoughts would be like, give these reality stores a a choice, like to say like, you know, we can pay you upfront or we can pay you a part of residuals long-term. It's your choice, giving them some kind of autonomy and choice in that thing. People who can't make a choice, right? Like the kids Mm -hmm. should get paid and there should be, that should just be a flat out, whatever it's day rate. However, I don't, I don't even want to say how they should get paid or how much. I think the husbands should get paid. It might be a little bit, but they should get paid. And so like, you know, and I also think some of the dirty tricks that some of these producers play, you know, that if you ever watched Unreal, which was on, I want to say E, about the Bachelor and it was like a, a fictitious Bachelor. But, you know, from what I've heard people interviewed on other podcasts, they say like, that's exactly the kind of stuff that producers actually do. Like some of these dirty tricks where there's, almost like a mental, not abuse, but putting people in situations where they really shouldn't. I, I think that kind of stuff needs to end. Yeah, you know? of course. So of I agree. Course. I think I there is a need. But what I here is my question for you. What ultimately is driving Bethany to do this? So I asked, I asked my followers yesterday and I a lot of people said attention, this, that, this, that. And one of no. my followers said something that, 
I think she said sponsorships, attention, all that. She goes, but what about president of the union? Stick it to Bravo across the negotiating table from them on behalf of the union. Yeah. I mean, and then she said, but they all come down to one single thing in reality, more attention, more spotlight, more food for her massive narcissistic ego. Listen, if I had Bethany's money, you'd never hear from me again. (laughs) Because I would be in like Morocco or Or I would do this. Like I would watch the shows and chat with you about it. And if people wanted to listen, but I wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't be hustling Amazon links and and trying to, and we, we do these things and we work to provide for our families or because Mm -hmm. it gives us a satisfaction. Right. In Bethany's case, the satisfaction is, and you know what? If Bethany came out and said, I myself was a part of the problem. I myself locked influencers into a contract. I myself Mm -hmm. pitched reality shows. I myself attacked Kelly Ben Simone, who I clearly knew was mentally unstable and told her she was crazy and told her to go to sleep. I myself attacked Sonia at her weakest, most vulnerable point. I know better now and I want to do better and I think I could respect it. But to your point, there is zero accountability as if it is if she is like Mary fucking Poppins of reality television flying in. No, I'm old enough to remember that you were one of the nastiest ones ever on it. Here is my theory. My theory is there might be a class action lawsuit. And generally the way those class action lawsuits work and, and cocktailers definitely you guys, you know, you know, me and my, I have my law degree from my closet here, but you guys so definitely uh, fill us in on, on the details. But my understanding of class action lawsuits is that the people who originally bring the suit generally make a much larger percentage and then they bring all these other people in. And so like, if you've ever gotten like a class action settlement, like I have for stuff, I didn't even know that I'd you know, like for a credit card, whatever. Oh, there's, so there's like a website you can go on and you put yeah. it in and you get like, like I, I've cool. done it where I, I haven't. Like $10 check and you're like, oh, yeah. Verizon ripped me off 10 years ago. Right. Where, but I, I've gone out and gotten them for stuff that like I didn't even sign up, up to do it because right. I'm like, I know I don't want to be. list somehow. Or yeah. Like and anyway, like my understanding is like the, the originators of the suit make a much larger percentage and then everybody else gets, you know, like their $10 check or whatever. And so that is where I'm like, to me, I think Bethany is so motivated by money. I think she's more motivated by money than she is by attention because she's getting the attention. I think there's a big money play here. And I think, and I think that's why she's going so hard because she's not just going hard against the whole reality world. She's going really hard against Bravo and really hard against Andy. That totally makes sense. And I think that, listen, she had a huge payday with her, with her wine and to any normal person, you, me, most, I would imagine most of our listeners, that kind of money would set you for life. But for rich people, 120 million ain't a billion. So I do think that she has an insatiable need to, and when we say she wants the money, I don't think she wants the money because she wants to own 77 houses. I think she wants the money because she feels validated. Like mm-hmm. I now have $500 million, maybe validates her sense of worth. Um, being able to accomplish this, being able to take down, being able to 
do that. She better not mess up reality television as a whole for us because I will be so pissed. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that, I think it's not nice to say, you know what you're signing up for, but I think it's a reality. And I think, and yes, and again, to my point, I think that there should be a union and there, there should be safe working conditions. And maybe we'd get some really good people on these shows with that because I think there's a lot of people that don't go on because they know what they're, it's like that guy from Love is Blind who's saying mm-hmm. he can't get hired because he was on a show. Yeah, dude, like, you know, a guy like Evan Goldschneider Gosh- on Jersey, remember when Jackie was so upset because mm-hmm. of how he was being spoken about and she's like, he works in corporate world, finance. Yeah, that's why That's why we don't go on it. Yeah, like, That's why I wouldn't go on it because I, like we have a real life and we, right. we, we have degrees and we work for Fortune 500 companies, and we do things where this is frowned upon. So, you know. I don't know. I got to say, like, I would absolutely love to sit down and smoke a joint with Andy Cohen (laughs) (laughs) and get the download on, like, what he is really feeling and thinking here. Because I can only imagine, like, how angry, but also very betrayed because he publicly called her a friend mm-hmm. for a long time. What I also want to say is people can say what they want about Andy, okay, and, and about the network. But we are, I think, 08 is when OC premiered. So we're 15 years into this. Yeah. You know what you're getting if you sign up for one of these shows. And Heather McDonald has been saying it very well when she says, you sign up, you don't know. I don't know if my husband's – I'm going on this reality show because my husband has this app and it's good to get it out there. And I don't know if this app is going to get bought and him and I are going to be living large or – if it's going to bankrupt us and then I'm going to leave him because we can't take the stress and then that's what's going to be on the show. You sign up not knowing what your trajectory is. You can't get mad at the machine. Like, yeah, you, you, this is not the Truman show where this guy didn't know that he was a star of the show, you know. And so can you get on the show and not truly appreciate what editing is like can you get on the show and not truly appreciate that it really isn't fake when you're on it, it really matters to you and you really do get invested and all that? Of course, there's a learning curve to everything. But yeah. I myself wouldn't go on the show because I would have a fear of what could happen. Right. Because, yeah, because you you just don't, it's life, right? And you, you just don't know what's, what's going to happen next. And some people have different personalities and they're willing and it works out for them. And we know, I mean, venture to say it worked out for Bethany. And venture to say it worked out for like Kyle Cook who just spoke out. You know, Bravo probably because of the Bethany clause gets a cut of everything Kyle sells. It's still mm-hmm. worth it for him to stay on that show or he would leave. Right. And he's a smart businessman. I mean, you look at somebody like Craig, who has been criticized for scenes and him and Austin and all the tomfoolery, but guess what? He's got several successful businesses. He's got Sewing Down South. He's got his law firm. He's got his partners in different restaurants. So you take the good with the bad, but you do it knowing there's going to be bad. Yes. 
Exactly. It's not like he can just throw a fit and be like, oh, you know what? I showed my ass on Winter House, so I'm done. And I'm <laughs> sue Bravo because I got drunk and acted stupid. No, you can right. be mad that they edited it that way, but you still know this is what you sign up for. Yeah. And you editing know. can fuck with people. Yeah. I mean, I have no doubt that they can edit somebody to really look like a very bad person. I have no doubt, but you sign yeah. up knowing that that's a possibility. Well, somebody's got to be the victim in it, or the, the evil person, you know, and we're seeing it, it on OC. You. I mean, this last week of OC, yeah. which we're not going to have time to get to, but we're going to really get into it next week, which will be good because then we'll have the new episode too, which we didn't have this week. You see Heather sitting there and her realizing these bitches are all trying to get me. Mm-hmm. And Gina and Emily were so annoying because they don't give a shit about Shannon. And Shannon's reactions were crazy because she's realizing that she's the scapegoat and Heather's the bad guy and her relationship is going to be the collateral damage. Yeah, yeah. And the, and you're watching it and it, these are seasoned people and you see Tamara, Emily, and Gina who know how to get it all like almost like when you're playing curling in the Olympics trying to push it past the line. <laughs> like that's what you feel like you're watching and you see Heather and Shannon like, whoa, 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 like being the bumpers in the bowling alley. Like, and then you see Vicky and I love it because Vicky was sitting there like, I'm so happy that I can just pop up for these parties and not be involved in this. Yeah, I, yeah. And like I, she tried to stop it for Shannon. She was like, stop it, Emily. Like almost looking at her as if to say, you don't give a shit. You're pushing a storyline that you and you and Gina concocted. Yeah, yeah. I agreed on all fronts and Vicky being the voice of reason to me was very foreign, but something about her coming back after being a little off or having some time out of the spotlight, it just, she seems so much more calm and like a lot more grounded and she looks fabulous too. So good for you, Vicky. But my final thought on the Rachel thing. Yes. Part where I think Rachel is right to be upset. If the network did in fact offer Sandoval a producer credit and did cut out her saying you videotape me and did give mm-hmm. him special special treatment. She has a right to be upset with him and with the network. I agree with her decision not to come back. I have to imagine that if she was making 360, they probably didn't want to give her that much more. And so she probably was like that I'm not coming back. And then she called their bluff and stuck with it. I think that this podcast was a bad look for her. I think as fans, we should just let her ride, let her run off into obscurity. I say with the day she goes on another reality show, I won't be surprised. I think this podcast shows that she does want to be in the limelight. And mm-hmm. I think it is what it is. There's plenty of people like her on our televisions who, whatever, wet noodles who might fuck your boyfriend. <laughs> And who look good in a dress. Um, I gotta say, Great in like, a dress. Yes. So agreed on all fronts, right? I agree with you. Everything you just said. And I just want to add, like, there is something very, very powerful with saying, I fucked up. I'm sorry. And leaving it at that. Because every time she comes back and says more and says more, it just sounds like she's making excuses. No matter, there's no amount of detail like that is going to make people like there might be some people who feel for her and I feel for her because I think she was a lost soul and had some attachment or 
she called it love addiction, but I think she just so badly wanted to be loved. However, everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants to be accepted. Everybody wants to be in a hot, sexy, fun relationship, but you don't, we don't go there by like stealing somebody, you know, and like, and betraying all these people and burning everything down. Entitled. There are, there's something so powerful about just saying, I fucked up, I'm sorry, and leaving it at that. She's entitled and she was raised spoiled and that's it and she's gonna be fine she has a strong support system at home at the end of the day people will forget about this and she'll be fine she'll find her people i'm not worried i mean i don't know which people are going to become her people though i would i would constantly have like one i be sleeping with one eye open if you know she were in my sphere but again that's just me. I hear you, girl. <laughs> Cocktailers, you're the best. I, I hope we didn't drive you too crazy with our rant, but clearly we had to address it. This is it's a big thing. And you know what? It's been kind of light in like the, well, no, we have New York. Oh, God, I love New York. We're going to talk about New York next week. We're certainly going to cover OC because I just think that there's a lot of tomfoolery going on there. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. loving Sonia. Uh, okay, Sonia and Luann, like in the upcoming premiere – Luann being annoyed, legitimately annoyed at Sonia because she's not taking the song seriously and her saying she's not going to work on it if, like, I just love them. Like, they really, like, have, at first it was, like, hokey and they, like, showed up in this town, but now they're really Mm -hmm. invested in what they're doing and they both have, like, different ideas of how they should go about it and it's hysterical. Yes, and them, like, doing, writing the song together was... (laughs) hilarious i mean and like i mean neither of them can really carry a tune by the way which i love no it's just yeah it's i think we maybe have had a few too many episodes and i love that there's this like we're making it about the town and all the like the things that we're doing but it is it's really the dynamic between the two of them that keeps me watching totally listen this isn't a show i'm like oh my god it's on let me put it on right now yeah it's like i'm folding my laundry i put it on and i'm just cracking up and it's funny because my you know kids kids don't really want to watch housewives but this one my daughter loves watching because she likes watching the you know them trying out and them doing all the things so it's funny Mm. and i explained because she hasn't seen schitt's creek but i explained like there was like a show that was a sitcom and it's fun. It's lighthearted. Luann got in that hot tub naked. I can't. I can't. They're too much. <laughs> Cocktailers. Till next time. We love time. you guys. Have a great week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Just want to ask you guys a favor. Just getting kicked off. So many people have been asking us to do this podcast. So please do subscribe. And if you've subscribed, go to your podcast app and hit those three little dots to share with your friends, but only friends who like good tea because the ones who don't care about tea, then like forget them. And don't forget, find us on Instagram at Bravo and Cocktails underscore. And check out the website because some great tea gets put there daily that would get us kicked off of Instagram. (laughs) So thanks for listening, everybody. Bye, guys. See you next time.